inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thank you for joining this show. I'm really pleased that I'm going to interview someone who I've been following for several years. I know if you are familiar with The Sound of Your Voice, it's a great book and training program for, for voice. And today, uh, the author of this book is here with us. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you, Dr. Carol Fleming. She is a communication coach in private practice in San Francisco. Carol has a PhD from Northwestern University and is the author of The Sound of Your Voice and It's the Way You Say It. She is currently engaged in a new book, The Serious Business of Small Talk, Becoming Fluent, Comfortable, and Charming. Dr. Carol Fleming, welcome to the show. Good morning, Oscar. I'm happy to be here. Very, I'm really pleased to talk with you here, um, evening here in Helsinki and morning in San Francisco. It's really great uh, to have this conversation with you. And as I already say, I already been following you for some years and be pleased following your, your blog and your training program. And, but I'd like to hear more. Of course, most of the uh, audience might haven't heard about you. And I would like to hear more about what were the, the paths that led you to what you are today. Okay. Well, you know, as you may know, I started off as a speech pathologist in private practice. And I've, by, because my office was in a medical building by a hospital, uh, I discovered something that uh, no one had, had not had happened to anyone before. Most of the people who came to consult with me were the hospital staff from administrators and physicians and nurses, mm. and not just people with pathology. Mm -hmm. So that got me on the road of sharing my background, my skill, my training in communication problems with what we would call the normal population, mm -hmm. because it occurred to me they had nowhere to go when they had a problem with communication. There was no such office or person to turn to for advice. Now, they would come to me with issues like a, a voice problem or public speaking, mm -hmm. uh, issues of being authoritative or seeming mature. And we would work on these issues indeed. But as they were leaving, very frequently, I would hear something like, uh, yeah, but what I really hate is small talk. Oh, And I just... Uh, blew that off as a, okay, uh, until I finally started hearing it, it was this, the great number of people who were intensely um, pro having problems with small talk, and then you know, leave it at that. So I got interested, I got curious, I got reading, and all of that resulted in the new book coming out in, um, I think, spring of next year, The Serious Business of small talk. And I'll tell you right now, Oscar, why that title is, is quite important. Because we use the term small talk, uh, we denigrate it. We don't think that is uh, important mm -hmm. or vital for human beings. It, it just is not worthy of, of big talk, 
So I'd have to find out what we mean by big talk. But usually what we mean by that is instrumental language of uh, telling people information, getting some kind of business transaction done. But the talking that we do that is social and forms relationships, that we call small talk of unimportance. And so it's got this bad rep Mm. and it's undeserved. And that's what this whole book is about. That Small talk is really seriously important to uh, humanity. We could not function without small talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the kind of talk that uh, happens uh, more spontaneously and every day, you know, not, you don't have this, the, what you said, like the series, the, the presentations, not the, the ones that are like big talk, something that you say, you no, know, this, these are more, uh, more rare from, from time to time happen. Yes. Oh. See, I think that what I would tell you, Oscar, and the people who are listening to this, you really love small talk. <laughs> you will pick small talk every day because it is the, the wonderful fruit of human interaction. Do you ever meet with friends to just have a bottle of beer and, and talk about the day? That's small talk. Mm-hmm. You ever just chat with friends as you uh, go on a walk or a get together for whatever purpose? That's small talk because it comes spontaneously. There's warmth. Uh, it is real. It is genuine. It includes feelings and opinions that you share. That's small talk. So what is it really that you don't like? See, it's the, you've got to focus in. I think you are telling me something when you say I don't like small talk. You're trying to tell me something, but you've got something in your head that I don't when I hear that term. Does that make sense to you? Mm. Probably a new thought, huh? <laughs> so, the, yeah, the importance of the small talk is because it's, it's going to happen, uh, as we said, um, every day in normal situations, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'll, I'll uh, suggest that what you don't like or other folks may mm-hmm. not like is when you're having to make it up on the spot with a stranger with no mm-hmm. topic or background to talk about. I think that's what you don't like. Do you think that's a correct statement, Oscar? Yeah, that is. I think that is a situation that most people think when you you have to not talk with a stranger and maybe a topic that yeah uh, might um, stress you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I think is the challenge, and that's what my book is about. That goes into, I hope, all the areas that may be holding folks back from small talk with strangers because they're insecure. How do you do this? What should you do now? Well, that's what this book is for, for the person who is impeded in developing small talk. And that's a serious problem. That is a speech pathology, if there ever was one, because all new relationships begin with small talk. If you don't have Mm -hmm. small talk, you're going to have no more new friends no more even business associates. All new people will come into your life through small talk because small talk creates that space 
for people to get to know each other in a safe way and make the decision whether they want to continue this contact or not. It's a buffer zone. You can find a way to weasel out of it and get out of the the, uh, interchange if this is a person that you really don't want to be with or decide that uh, there's something interesting here. Everyone you meet knows something that you don't. And that alone can be impetus to jump in with a stranger to see what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's part of um, yeah the, the experience of talking with strangers, of talking uh, about things that you are not so confident. No, and the small small talk mm-hmm. is, is is part of all that. Part of uh, doing this first step, you 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 would like to talk with someone who is in the same room, but you are hesitating. Uh, giving the the step physically and go and start talking and and small talk is part of the like the whole thing it's the necessary grease of uh socialization mm-hmm. you can't do it yeah and, and you told me earlier that you have been um someone already told you that small talk is what i like the list, something like that. You say something like that. So yeah, there have been a lot of feedback about that uh, small talk. The need for the need for you to um, to write a book and, and and pay attention to this this topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And and I'm sorry. What's that? Go ahead. And it has been for uh, for a long, long time, and it's and it's something recent. Oh, I've I've always uh, been deeply immersed in communication in all its many forms, especially um, the fact that we are primate. First of all, we're animals, and we are primates. And you can look at the apes, the great apes, for example, and see them do things in a communicative way that you say, aha, we do that too in, uh, in some kind of evolved way, but there are the roots of it. So when I watch people talk, I sometimes see these these traces of the ape in uh, what they do. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you two examples, actually. I visited the, the mountain gorillas in Rwanda about six months ago. And a uh, big adventure as you can imagine, and a tremendous privilege to, to be among these, these great, great animals. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, as we, we were trained, as we entered in a semicircle um, by the gorillas, to enter, we should uh, not make direct eye contact mm-hmm. and walk in. Of course, we're trained with you know, other behavior modifications also. But as we go in, we go... <clears throat> which I realized in retrospect, that's gorilla small talk. That's the sound they make when they come in together, meaning, hey, everything's cool, no problem, settle down, don't be afraid. (laughs) So we're all making this gorilla grunt uh, by way of introduction that we are are here in in friendship. We're not uh, having no agenda here. And the second thing, Oscar, that I noted, um, is that if a you know of course you don't touch them you mm-hmm. you want to keep a distance between you because the possibility for uh, 
misunderstanding <laughs> is always there with could have catastrophic results. So one, you know not to touch, but what if a baby who's running around comes over to you? Well, you don't want that because mm. who comes with the baby? Uh, the angry mother. <laughs> That's right. So you, as soon as you see a baby start to approach you, you go, ah, ah, in a very sharp kind of barking sound. And the baby will immediately turn around and go back to mama because uh -huh. you've spoken gorilla to them. That's the sound they make to their babies, meaning get back here, you know, get away from that. Come here. And when I got home, Oscar, I, I realized, what do we do when we see a little kid uh, reach out to the fireplace? What, is it, what do they do in Finland? <laughs> Come here. And... Don't we go, uh-uh. Do you do that in Finland also? Yeah, something like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Well, I there guess. it is. <laughs> We're talking gorilla. <laughs> well, what, else, what else would you like to know, Oscar? Yes. Uh, you, you say you would give us two examples of what the gorillas were already the two you, you mentioned. Uh, Yeah, the, the two, the gorilla grunt yes. as you enter. Uh -huh. And that's, that's, that does the same thing our small talk does. Yeah, it okay. creates just, we're exchanging voices. Mm. But the real message, and here's, here's something that I think most folks uh, would like to know about. When we talk, like, talk about the weather, mm -hmm. you know, some innocent topic like that, The mistake that folks make is, think, is thinking that we're really talking about the weather. <laughs> We are not. That's code language for can we be friends. The exchange of our voices in the air and just the fact that we're willing to stand and face each other and throw mm. our voices back and forth is the news. That's the happening. What we talk about doesn't really matter much because we're just sizing each other up to uh, for whatever purposes that uh, we were exploring so we that is a problem because folks all they do is just talk about nothing they just talk about the weather well those are folks who have not understood what's happening with initial small talk with strangers you're saying i hope you like me i'm ready to like you so what can you do there uh, it's someone asks you the weather okay you you answer you Do this buffer, no, this, what is the best thing to do to, um, to continue with a friendly conversation if you really are interested in talking with this person? Yes, yes. And Oscar, you hit on exactly the right question here. Uh, the folks who complain don't know what else to do. <laughs> But I'm going to tell you and your listeners exactly what to do. Uh, if you started with an innocuous topic like the weather, mm -hmm. which is a good beginning topic, by the way, uh, if I want to continue with that, I will append free information. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, let's say you uh, we have just met and you say, oh, what beautiful weather in San Francisco. That you folks have, and I'll say, um, 
Yes, but I hope you brought a coat because it gets chilly in the afternoon. So if you're going to go to one of our parks, mm-hmm. uh, better go in the morning and in the afternoon you might hit our new museum of modern art. So what did I do there, Oscar? I added information where the talking can now go. Oh, you have a new museum of modern art. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they can follow on a different path other than the weather. True, true. That's the skill that Uh if you can develop that, you get yourself out of that dead hole of stupid exchange, which all conversations begin with a stupid exchange. (laughs) They have to. You can't walk up to somebody and start a serious conversation. Mm. You can't do that. That person may look at you and say, "Me, what makes you think I even want to talk to you? <laughs> right? <laughs> right, yes, yes. So, yeah, I mean, you can't, <laughs> you're not going to do that. You're going to give that person a chance to decide if they want to talk with you. Or, they, or I might say, go up to somebody and say, that, how about the third quarter of the Warriors game last mm-hmm. night? I couldn't, I couldn't sit. It was so exciting. And then they might say what? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about, lady. <laughs> so how do you decide, you know, what yeah, the topic you go is to the going point. to be? Yes, yes. To the small talk. See? So it's doing a lot of work for us that we don't appreciate. Uh-huh. So what is, for instance, when you are answering about the weather, someone asks you the weather and you answer, then you, by answering, you add in this, as you said, uh, the path. In which direction you want to, uh-huh. you want the conversation to give, continue? Yeah, you give free information. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it is so nice today. I'd like to take my my collie down to Golden Gate Beach for a good run. We don't mm-hmm. have this good weather that often. So now, what could you talk about? You would. You got. You talk about dogs. You can talk about a collie. You can talk about, well, mm. what beach do you go to? Where is that? Mm. So now you have you can, you can have three choices at that point. You can continue talking about the weather. You can go on to running dogs or you can go on to collies. And where is this beach that you're talking about? So I gave you four possible paths of conversational development. And you pick the one that you think you can say something about. So you get that. Uh, behavior in your repertoire, you're not going to be so stuck with small talk in developing new small talk with a stranger. If you keep pouring out free information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds- so that's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It sounds, um, it sounds easy. And, and of course I agree with you, what you say and how you, um, I, I mean, what, what else you need in order to, to make it like a habit or what would you recommend to do? To make it a habit? Well, small, well, read my book, Oscar. That's how to do it. Uh, you, <laughs> I've got to change people's perception of this. this is ser- small talk is serious business and we have not taken it seriously. So we're caught flat footed in these situations, but you can start, taking it more seriously and thinking about um, the, well, the very, I have a huge number of recommendations in the book, of course, 
but just thinking ahead of what are good topics to talk about today and realize that I never answer a question uh, with an orphan. Now, an mm-hmm. orphan is a monosyllabic response or a single word because that kills a conversation. And yeah. Let me give you an example. Like if I said, um, uh, gee, it's lovely weather today, isn't it? And you said, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the end right? of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you say, that's, and that's an orphan. If you say, mm. yeah, it's a little thing standing there all by itself. So you can make a promise to yourself, no orphans. No orphans, yeah. Always add additional commentary to develop the conversation. That one thing uh, should save a lot of people a lot of discomfort. Mm, yeah. Yeah, 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 because people might expect that you you continue with the conversation, though, that you stop it. Yeah, that that brings me to mm-hmm. rem, uh, remember, for instance, uh, an improv, no improv comedy that uh, you are supposed to answer with, so the other person will continue, no, this this kind of exercise, not yes. uh, not stopping. No? That's right, and, you, and you're you don't realize it, but you're the person, not you, Oscar, but you're the person that's actually making conversation uh, difficult because you're not giving anything. <laughs> right now? No, not right now, Oscar. <laughs> but but just the, the person who gives the, yeah, yes. the single syllable <laughs> answer and who may be very uncomfortable, that that's actually the person who's making it hard. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's that's the case. Okay, it's very interesting to see from from this point of view, no? Because small talk, I heard about small talk. Yes, uh, you should do it. Yes, but mm, how to understand a bit the principles, the way you are describing this, and it's very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. That's the whole idea, because you you can't work on developing something if you don't know what to do, and that's what my book uh, is setting out to do. And there's going to be like 40 chapters. You pick the ones you want to read and skip the ones you don't. But you will get uh, behavior uh, and attitude suggestions to help you get really good at small talk and enjoy it. Oh, yeah, of course. For example, yeah, yeah your big problem is self-consciousness. Okay. And let me give you a few of the uh, ideas from the book. Yeah, please. Uh, and one Uh, one of them is your ordinary self is enough. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of uh, folks, especially young people, think that they're supposed to be some kind of way to be uh, socially right or popular. And just the way you are as an ordinary person is the person I want you to take to the, the party, let's say. Because that's, that's who you're going to be for the rest of your life. And people people are going to like you or not. They need to see how you really are. So you have to have a concept of taking being genuine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be phony. Be the real you. And you will be um, uh, better off. Another, let me give you a, a graphic now, Oscar, that Um, now, some of these examples may seem um, uh, curiously childish, 
And the fact of the matter is when you are uptight and ill at ease, you want something really simple to uh, cling to because you're getting confused. Uh, I, I want to have you picture a flashlight in your hand. When you are uh, self-conscious and ill at ease, you're probably taking that flashlight and shining it right in your own face. So it's me. How am mm-hmm. I doing? What do people mm-hmm. think of me? Me, 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 me. And when you are self-conscious and all wound up, all wound up in yourself, you can't see other people. <laughs> and the whole point of this is to see other people. So take that flashlight and turn it around and shine it on others. Now, the, the, the light of the flashlight is your warm benevolence right from the start for anybody who's coming up in a, a social interaction so that you look and sound like a person that would welcome them. And that light also stands for the attention that you're going to pour into somebody and mm-hmm. really listen to them in a, an empathetic way. And they will remember your, curio- uh, your uh, investment in them, and they will find this quite charming, that you know, the degree that you're willing to invest your attention in them and work hard to remember their names. Don't we like the sound of our own names? And what they are saying. So picture going to any of these occasions with this flashlight. And when you find yourself pointing it in your own face, get it down and point it at other people. Remember, everybody knows something that you don't. Mm. Go looking for that something. Mm. Yeah, excellent way also to um, to re- remind with this flashlight symbol. Okay. Yeah. See, it's uh, uh, simple, but I think it, it carries powerfully the idea of what you want to do when you're on the spot. Where's my flashlight? Where am I putting my attention? Get it off you. Get it on them. Yeah. Carolyn, what about people who you meet uh, randomly and they seem to be already good at small talk? No? They, they seem to master small talk. How do these people learn it? What do you think? Well, Oscar, of course, I, I don't know, but I would say people have different personalities. Mm-hmm. And surely you know that among your own friends, there are some people who are reserved and maybe have a very active inner life and other people that are more extroverted and need the interactions out there with other people. Mm. So let's acknowledge that people have fundamental differences in personality. Um, Secondly, you can be brought up in a family that encourages socialization and social behavior. And you're going to behave pretty much as your people behave. Mm. So if you have parents who take you out to dinner with them, with other people, so they see how conversation works, the back and forth of it. Uh, Mm. If you're taught to be at their own uh, parties and be the one who carries the hors d'oeuvres out or knows how to shake hands properly, um, you're going to be an adult who's much more at ease in social situations. 
or you have parents who don't do any of those things, of course, uh, you're going to be you're going to be ignorant. Yeah, you 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 haven't learned uh, in the childhood. Yeah, that's uh, that's very. Yeah, I guess and it's pretty really true. Also, the models. What if the the parents uh, speak, but just in one direction, so you are not learning either. So the interaction exactly. so much. You know, I'm so glad you said that. I'm. Uh, I'll have a chapter in the back of the book called "Parents Teach Your Children," and I've got some stories of things that uh, uh, I know that parents have done, people I've interviewed, that I thought were quite clever. Mm-hmm. Now, this one man uh, has what he calls talks with dad. So the last Sunday of the month, he has three children. He has a private interview with each child and asks them about their life now, what they're thinking about, how did school go, and they write down the answers of the uh, of each child has their own uh legal sheet of of uh, question and answers of what they said and every month they do this uh interview process private with dad and then that page is put in their folder over the years so a kid can go to his folder and see how he answered a particular question when he was four years old oh. and uh you can then have that whole collection for the rest of your life of how you talked and what you were feeling uh, about that was respected enough to be written down and preserved. Now, I think that's a great idea. Then, I think I had a better idea. Mm-hmm. Did And I asked Father this, do you give them a chance to ask you questions? Mm-hmm. And they'll write down your answers? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, he didn't. So it was a one-way, mm. uh, as, as you were just saying. He was, uh, he was in control. He was the asker of questions, mm-hmm. but he was never the answerer. And what you really want is a little guy who knows how to speak up to an adult and maybe turn it around and ask them questions. Yes, now, that kind of training as a child, don't you think that would be valuable, Oscar? Yeah, very valuable, yes. <laughs> okay, well, very, that's also um, that's a story that you're sharing on your book? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, fantastic. Yes, uh, well, there are so many interesting things you're telling me. I, one that I wanted to ask what? you, <laughs> one that I wanted to ask you is because you are expert in the voice, what about the the effect of the the sound of your voice on the small talk well there's there's several layers to that uh mm-hmm. question uh oscar that i would have to kind of uh, go down first of all we have to ask about uh, are we talking about the presence of noise is that a, an issue in your question um, well, it's, it's it's how if imagine if if your voice is too um, difficult to hear, not too low, uh, let's say shaky, that it's hardly the person can hardly hear it, and, and it sounds you maybe that doesn't like this doesn't like the what it's hearing the sound of your voice. Yeah, 
Well, um, then that one layer is removed. Many times social uh, situations are very noisy. Mm, And then this requires another whole set of skills of how to make yourself heard and understood in the presence of a lot of social noise. So that's one question. Mm. But I don't think that's the question you're asking. You're talking about if a voice is is pleasant Mm. uh, or something that we want to hear. And I will tell you, if you are difficult to understand um, because you're you talk in a nerdy vocabulary or you are have a bad voice or you know even a strong foreign accent mm-hmm. these will make communication be burdensome and a person will try to get out of that mm-hmm. so having a a pleasant easily understood voice is a definite plus in social conversation True, true. And now that you mentioned the the noise, for instance, is very often that you are in a, I mean, can be in a, uh, out of a conference, there are a lot of people talking, 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 thing. there's so much noise that is, yeah, it's difficult that the person that is just few centimeters from you uh, can hear you. What could you, That's right. what, what can it help to, to make it your voice loud, louder in these situations? Well, uh, Oscar, I wish we had our video connection right now so I could show this answer. But I'll just try to tell you here that you can move your facial movements in speaking uh, and you can increase their visibility so that Mm. more of your speech is on your face and readable. And people who hold their speech back in their throat and make little facial movements those are the people that will be very hard to hear in noise. So number one, you have to make your face visible mm-hmm. to the person you're talking to. You need to put more energy into your articulation. You need to simplify your sentences so the person can concentrate on mm-hmm. what you are actually saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 a great uh, piece of advice. Yes, I, I like that uh, emphasizing the gestures when you are speaking, so uh, the person in front of you can uh, can read can read your lips or the, your facial expressions. That's yes. Well, I like yeah. that. We're <laughs> always we're always doing that anyway. We're always reading mm-hmm. each other, but in the condition of mm-hmm. noise, it's especially important that you be much more deliberate about your speaking energy so that person has a chance of, of uh, hearing and seeing it. All right. Sounds nice. Uh, the new thing to try for me. I haven't tried that, but I will <laughs> next time that I am this in this situation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Carol, we are leading to the, to the end of the interview. Now I have some extra questions for you. Could you tell us what is your favorite quotation? Uh, from the book mm-hmm. or from anything? You choose. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think I have one. I mean, something that I find inspirational. Yeah. For yeah instance. I, I'm, uh, no, I don't have a favorite one. Or I have a new favorite one every week. Maybe that's the answer. 
Okay. One that you you can say from the book or from one that you remember now. Well, uh, the one for today is mm -hmm. uh, remember uh, everybody that you meet knows something that you don't. Hmm. Very true. <laughs> everybody that you meet uh, knows something that you don't. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Important to keep so it in does mind. That <laughs> give you any motivation in small talk then is to find out I wonder what that something is mm, exactly yeah it's a extra motivation to keep keep talking keep keep with a small talk mm -hmm. <laughs> now could you recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring influential or just want to say it well um, I hope that turns out to be my book <laughs> but uh, the people who I think really contributed to understanding socialization and communication is John L. Locke. Mm -hmm. He is an author, American professor of linguistics, and he's written one book called Duels and Duets. And the I think it's called The Devoicing of America. Let me check on that. Um, yeah, no, no, the, the devoicing of society and then duels and duets, John Locke, he's a wonderful writer, hugely uh, intelligent man and very, very readable. So I'd highly recommend those books. They'll be hard to get because they're academic books. They're not uh -huh. popular, but they should be. Sure, sure. I will write in the show notes of this episode so or we can search it. Hopefully we can find it and have a look yes, at it. L-O-C-K-E. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Uh, finally, could you share with us an exercise, something practical that you recommend us to do it daily or weekly? A routine to shine. Okay. All right. Yes, I can. I can do that. Um Let me see how to say this. Um, say hello. hello. Say hello to as many people as you can. Look them in the eye and say hello, even if you're just passing them in the street. Mm -hmm. If your eyes meet, acknowledge them. Don't disappear them. There's one story in the book um, that I tell on myself. Um, I was coming uh, out of the BART subway station, and we have our street people. I suspect that you do in mm -hmm. Finland, yes? Probably not as many as we do. Um, so here's this raggedy fellow, and he's panhandling. Do you know that word, panhandling? Asking for money. Panhandling, yeah. Oh. You know, on this, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's making a pitch to me. And I just look him straight in the face and I say, hello, and I walk on. Now, that's, that's what I normally do, okay? Because I, I, I break their assumption that they're a beggar and treat them like they are a, an equal adult with my greeting. Mm. I refuse to see them as a beggar. I say, hello, look him in the face. Then I heard him run back to his little group of, of other beggars and say, Did you see that? That lady, 
She talked to me. Mm. She talked to me. Wow. So talk to people. Let your voice reach out. Say hello Sound to, of humanity. to everybody, yes. And you say, say hello, uh, eye contact, or and, and walk. Sure, look at them and, and treat them like a, a straight-ahead uh, adult to be acknowledged. Mm -hmm. Look how much that meant to that, that man, that I said hello to him. Mm. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I remember one of our previous uh, guests also mentioned that Just can someone you cross someone in the street just smiling that that's already also something that many will mm -hmm. appreciate. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. a fantastic uh, piece of advice routine and thanks for that. And Carol has been a pleasure talking with you in this um, interview. Uh, I've been hearing your voice in the audiobook of the sound of your voice for many many times. Oh. It's, it's fantastic. Oh, then we're old friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It has been my my pleasure. Thank you, Oscar. And please tell us how we can um, um, learn more about you, follow you. What are the best ways in about your book? Please tell us a bit more. Well, my book is um, the one the, the one selling uh, now. Uh, It's the way you say it mm -hmm. has really been quite successful. People have been getting a lot of help from that. And then the new one, The Serious Business of Small Talk, will be coming out, I think, in February and March next year. Mm -hmm. You can go to my website, uh, put my name in, or say speechtraining.com. And I do work with people from all over the world through uh, mm -hmm. face, is it, what is it? Face, FaceTime, FaceTime or uh, Skype. Mm -hmm. Yeah, FaceTime or Skype. People can consult with me uh, professionally if they cannot come to my office in San Francisco. Sure. Okay, fantastic. Uh, so there are many. Mm -hmm. I, I was going to say the email is carol.fleming at speechtraining.com. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So, yeah, there are many ways to, to reach you and fantastic. So, Thanks a lot again, Carol. It's been a pleasure and all the best. Well, thank you, Oscar. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time, 